Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, where your favorite Broadway stars become your very own personal Disney travel agents. Before I introduce this episode's incredible guest, I want to ask a favor of you. If you're enjoying E-Ticket to Broadway, please head to Apple Podcasts and leave a favorable review and share with your friends. Additionally, check out our website, www.eticketpodcast.com, to learn about the Patreon rewards and how you can help support the podcast and Gilana's Fund, an organization committed to making the world a more accepting, inclusive, and just place. Believe it or not, I've never met the magical creature that is this episode's guest in person, but we were connected once I learned she was a big, big fan of the Disney theme parks, and I'm so glad that I was. This Tony Award winner has been seen on Broadway in Legally Blonde, Wicked, Kinky Boots, You Can't Take It With You, Sylvia, and Sunday in the Park with George, in addition to many television and film appearances. Keep your hands and arms inside the episode at all times. Here is Anna Lee Ashford. Thank you so much for joining, Annalie. I have heard through the grapevine that you love the Disney parks. Is that true? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I love Disney. It is magic. Um, I This is like one of my dreams is just getting to sit and talk about uh, all things Disney. I am a huge fan of the parks. I didn't get to go to them until later in life. Um, it was like one of my childhood dreams to get to go. So now, now I go as much as I possibly can as an adult. Yeah, that's perfect. So Annalie, this is probably the, the most important question I'm going to ask you this entire interview. Do you feel like you made your greatest impact on the world when you gave voice to one of the trolls in Frozen? Yes. It was my greatest career accomplishment. Um, it actually, like, there are times where people are like, well, what, do you, what are your proudest moments? And I forget to, to say that I was in a Disney movie, people. Yeah, um, duh. Hello. And that sort of happened in an accidental way. The, when the troll song um, 
came about, it was sort of farther into their process. It was actually in the spring before it came out that winter. And Stephen Aremus was the music director. And as you know, he was the music director of Kinky Boots and Wicked and mm-hmm. Book of Mormon. And at the time, he needed um, like 16 to 20 singers to just come in and lay down the track to just see what it was going to sound like. They probably, they were like, we're probably going to re-record it later on, but we don't, we don't even know what we're doing. We don't know if the song is going to be in the movie. They just knew that they needed another song in that spot. So like 10 people from Kinky Boots and 10 people from Book of Mormon, which was so fun. It's like, you know, a party. Um, we came together and we sang that song. It was so magical. Fixer Upper. What a great song. Right? And your lyric, correct me if I'm wrong, or the pear-shaped, square-shaped weirdness of his feet. Yes, mouthful. I still sometimes have problems doing it when we watch it or listen to it in the car. And my little boy will be like, Mom, that's you. And also when we play with frozen things in our house, because I have an almost four-year-old, he'll pull out the trolls and go, look, Mom, it's you, which is always great. It's great. It's my dream. It's it's a beautiful moment. You've I mean you've had such an incredible career so far, and I but I agree you are a voice in the Disney movie. That's so cool. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's let's do some more Disney. I I try to tell anybody who will listen. I would be great as some more Disney voices. Hello. Agreed. Or maybe like Frozen Three, the troll can make an appearance. Like where's yeah. the that's where's that backstory? Or can I play their like weird aunt? named um like Geraldine like hi and Geraldine's here welcome you know or it could be Olaf's girlfriend oh sure should I tell somebody I don't know who to tell but I think they're listening I think Disney is listening I've got a good pitch okay did your troll have a name no but let's make one of now okay uh how about fruity pebbles I love it you talk about pears. That's a fruit. You're totally ready to go. Fruity pebbles, the troll. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, tur- I was a rock before I became a troll. So, you know, I was a little troll. So I'm fruity pebbles. That was beautiful. Thank you. Annalie, you're from Colorado. And you mentioned, though, you didn't go to the Disney parks as a kid. What I mean, why not? Well, I will clarify that. I actually did get to go to Disneyland once as a kid. I grew up in Denver, Colorado. And um, when I was a kid, we we were living in humble circumstances, as most families are. And all of our extra money went to my dance classes and my voice lessons and Um, my family was amazing about providing me with like all of these awesome opportunities and, but they're expensive. Like I, you know, my dance costumes at my dance studio were expensive. And so the only like family vacations that we got to go to (laughs) go on, uh, and also my brother and sister are 10 and eight years younger than me. Um, it was a really expensive thing to go all the way to California or to go all the way to Disney world. And you know, as an adult, I'm so aware at what a privilege and a treat it is to get to go to Disney World or Disneyland, and especially if you don't live in California or Florida. So I went to dance conventions in Vegas, so I weirdly know Vegas really well. 
um, because I went a lot as a kid. And then one time I got to go to Orange County for a dance convention that Susan Egan was like the guest speaker at. And I remember I did a triple pirouette in front of her and landed it. And she was like, yes, girl, I see that triple. And it was like one of the best dance moments of my life. Um, And that weekend, I stayed with one of my grandma's friends. And um, she lived like like a half an hour away from Disneyland. So she said, do you want me to take you to Disneyland? I got big tears in my eyes and said, yes, please. And she she was like in her 60s at the time. And she took me on all these – she took me on everything. We did Splash Mountain. We went on a really good day where the park wasn't too crowded. And I was allowed to spend $20 on merchandise. And I bought cat-eyed sunglasses with Mickey's on them as every fifth grader does who wants to be, be a musical theater. And uh, I remember like crying when I left the park, like tears of joy because I was so grateful for that day. So I, I did go one day as a kid to Disneyland, but I didn't get to go to Disney World until I was 20 years old on the road with Wicked, the first national tour, Stephanie Block was Alphaba and Kendra Casabom was Glinda. I was the understudy for Kendra Casabom. I was the Glinda understudy um, with Emily Rosick. And we were playing Tampa and the head of guest relations in Disney World uh, was a friend of somebody's through the show. And so um, we were invited to go to Disney World. And so I got to go for the first time and had a really special day. I got to go to all four parks. I also got to um, ride uh, Expedition Everest before anybody ever rode it. Um, they were just like testing it. So we got to test it. And I remember when I left, I bought a children's uh, jacket that had all the princesses on it from like is a children's size but I wore it as a jacket that you can wear in life and it was pink and somebody took a picture of me in front of the castle and I had capris on which I think is really Disney appropriate and uh, I cried again when we were leaving and people were like are you okay and I was like yeah just these are tears of joy I'm just so grateful that I got to experience this it was like the most magical way to go to Disney World so that's that's it I love that, that you had so many magical experiences going to each park for the first time. And it, I think it just kind of impacted you to, to be an adult now and, and love it so much. Yeah. And then I didn't get to go back again until um, my husband and I got married while I was doing Kinky Boots. And I didn't, we didn't get to have a honeymoon. I only got to take a couple days off, you know, because we were in a Broadway show. So we got married on a Monday. And then we always said, we'll go on a big honeymoon later on. And we actually didn't go for another three years. We went to Europe for a couple weeks and planned and everything. But I said, in the meantime, right when I finish, um, right when I'm done with Kinky Boots, let's go to Disney World for a couple days. So I got my wisdom teeth out. And then we went to Disney World. And we went for three days, and I planned it out immaculately. My best friend, Craig Jessup, also known as Breedlove, is a giant Disney aficionado. He's um, he's really, really special and magical. And when it comes to all things Disney, he knows it all. His uncle Graham was uh, a cast member at Disneyland, and his uncle Harley um, is – both last name Jessup. Harley Jessup is one of the art directors at Pixar. You will see his name as art director on films like Ratatouille and uh, most recently Coco and a whole bunch of other magical Pixar hits. But like he's really, really fancy and special in the land of Pixar. Cool. Um, So anyways, so he helped me plan out our three-day trip. And then after that, 
my husband was hooked and now we go twice a year because we are, we literally, we check, you know, all the things you can check to look up Disney stuff and we plan out our trips to a T. When you went to Disney World after Kinky Boots, how much time had passed between the wisdom teeth surgery and the trip? Like, were you on Vicodin? Three days. I have big, huge black circles under my eyes because no. that happens sometimes when you get your top wisdom teeth taken yeah. out. Um, and I was like, "Let's keep. I, who cares? I'll just put a yeah, little makeup on and wear sunglasses. Let's go." Um, yeah. And I was super swollen. You can see in the pictures my mouth's all yeah. swollen. Oh, no. Um, but I people, especially when we would go as adults at that time in our life, like now we have a little guy, so people are sort of like, oh, okay. But people who aren't Disney people or they, or they don't know or they didn't go and didn't plan it, um, I mean, you listeners out there, you're Disney people, so you know you got to plan your trip. Um, but if you don't do those things, sometimes you don't understand, like, what an incredible experience you can have. You are, you're going to have an incredible experience no matter what because it's Disney. But when you take that extra step and you plan and you ask questions and you ask where to eat for what, and um, I just think uh, there's people in our life that were like, really? You're going to Disney World again? That's what people always say to us. You're going to Disney World again? And we're like, yeah, it's the happiest place on earth. Why wouldn't we? Yep. And the great thing is, Annalie, on this podcast, you don't have to defend that as you haven't. It's like everyone listening and, and definitely I'm supporting you. It's like, yeah. You go as much as you can. Hello. Also, you know, you know, there's something, somebody at one point told me, um, they were like, I was saying how much I love Epcot. And they were like, you know, I just like prefer to actually go to Italy. I want to take my kids to Italy and not Epcot in Italy. And I said, I just want to pause there for a second. And I agree with you. I want my kids to experience other places in the world and not just take them to Disney World. And Disney World can be expensive, but it can also be affordable depending on how you do it. And on that note, Disney gives you really good options in terms of hotel pricing. So if you are in a, more of a budget bracket for a value hotel, you have that option. Or if you want to have a splurge year, you can do a moderate. You know, you, there's a lot of options for families and you can even you can even camp at Camp Wilderness. And it, I just think that not everybody has um, the financial ability to go to Tokyo or go to Rome, but it's really exciting to share those lands and places and different cultures with your kids in, the, in, in another way, which is through Disney World. And if they get excited and interested, maybe they'll do um, an exchange program or maybe they'll do a semester abroad at some point. I just think it's a cool way to expose, you know, kids to those cultures, even if you don't have the means to take them to those places. It's another thing that was part of Walt Disney's dream. I love that. I've never, like, I was just like listening to you being like, this is very wise. This is a totally different kind of conversation. Like you are a wonderful, like Disney travel agent. Oh like, yeah. Come on. I um, am constantly trying to sell people Disney World trips of all ages. Um, like I'm always reminding people that one of Walt Disney's dreams about all of the parks, and I think that Disney has really stayed true to this concept, um, like Bob Iger talks about it, is that the parks are supposed to be places for families to go from ages 2 to 82 so that everybody can have a good time. And I really think that that 
is um, it's it's an accessible dream and it's also something that they're achieving throughout the parks whether it's in Disneyland or whether it's in all four parks in Disney World you can go to each park and bring your you know 80 year old grandma depending on the you know the heat that day Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can bring them and you can bring the baby and they both can have a good time Um, there's just so much to do right Emily, the first time you brought your son, Jack, what was that like for you in the parks? Okay, well, it's uh, I'm embarrassed to tell you how little he was. <laughs> okay, this is a safe place. I know. So we went to Disneyland and Disney World. Um, the f- Disneyland, we went when he was eight months old, and he had on a Mickey sweatshirt, and he was a late talker and even a late babbler. And, but we caught his first like, blah, 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 you know, babies are like, blah, blah, blah. He did it for the first time at Disneyland. It was so Perfect. sweet. It was magical. Emily, my first time at Disneyland was five months. So like, yes. I'm with you. That's the way we roll. Your son is going to grow up and have a Disney podcast. That's just how it works if they go before they turn one. We hope so. You know, we're living vicariously through him too. So we did that at eight months. And then we went, I talked to my brother and my sister when they both graduated from college. I talked to them and the rest of my family into having their graduation present be a trip to Disney World. So my dad agreed and my mom agreed. And me and Joe planned a very elaborate week of Disney World magic um, for my brother's graduation from college first um we stayed at the boardwalk and then my sister's graduation from college um was a year later and again we stayed at the boardwalk but it was the week of thanksgiving which was so fun to be there during the holidays and we planned it to a t that can be a night where a week to go but we planned it so beautifully um that we had a magical experience like always Annalie, if you were to get a job in the parks, what job would you want? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, oh, this is, I, you know what? I think about this a lot. <laughs> I mean, I we all do. To, be, to be honest, there's a couple of different scenarios. So Great. I'd love to be an Imagineer. Um, in another lifetime, like I think maybe I was Mary Blair uh, or... Oh yeah, I know. Will you I'm going please be to... Mary Blair for Halloween this year? I know. I would love to. That's actually a great idea. I wonder if Jack and will let your me. Your son is a small world doll. Oh. And your husband can be like the building, like the small oh. world structure. That's there such a good idea. Jack actually gets really specific about what he wants us to be. So last year he was like, I'm going to be Forky and you and dad are going to be Benson. And Gracie has to be um, Buzz Lightyear. Our dog is Gracie. So me and Joe had to figure out how to be Benson. He did the, he kept changing his mind because he was just turned three. So I don't know what he's going to make us be this year. He keeps telling me that um, I have to be uh, Bo Peep. He just really loves Toy Story a lot. So sure. anyways, I don't know what well, we're Maybe we can do. like hint, just keep dropping hints about Mary Blair between now and yeah. October. <laughs> I know, I know Mary Blair kind of looked like Bo Peep. They had a similar bang style. So sure. they could just rock yeah. it. Um, but okay, I, so Imagineer. 
Yeah, I'd love to be an Imagineer because I love to, uh, like I would, I'm really good at creating puppets and figuring out problem solving, how to make a mural work or how to make it come alive. I, that is like the attention to detail is something I thrive in. Um, and visually too, like I love visual arts. Like I would have been an elementary school art teacher if I wasn't, um, if I wasn't a storyteller. So uh, that, and then I'd also, um, I would love to work at really any of the kiosks. I think that they're unsung heroes, the kiosk workers, they have a really hard gig, but they get to see people sort of buy things in the heat of the moment that they need really bad and kind of impulsively. And like, they get to see people be kind of have manic magic, you know, that Disney manic magic that you have when you're like the parade is starting and I need that light up bubble blower. I have to have it. Um, I think there's something kind of fabulous. Like kiosk, like food kiosk or specifically merchandise. Are we selling pins? The, all of the above. All of the above. Um, And then, where, where I don't I'm like thinking about which specific park that I would love like to work in I'd also I think it'd be fun to to do the parades there's a part of me that when I when I'm I'm always like it's ironically I always want to do things that are not performing so in the parades like I'd actually rather be like um like a as one of the soldiers that is a soldier. I couldn't be. I guess I could. It doesn't matter. Gender, whatever. Uh, oh, no. One of the soldiers. in I know. I'm just not tall enough. That's the thing. When, you, <laughs> when you're starting to be characters, it's like not really about gender. It's about how tall you are. So I was told, I was like, well, who would I be if I got to go? And they were like, you'd probably be an Alice because of your height. Yeah. I was like, really? You could be I don't friends with be Alice. Aurora. I'm not quite tall enough to be Aurora. I think you could be really great friends with Mickey, though. You I know, do, too. Like, I think that'd be great. Right? I probably, too, I'd be a, um Alice or I'd be a Wendy, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I had got to be a character, but I don't think I'd get to be the princesses. I'm too short. I don't no, know. Inside. You can be a princess on the inside. On the inside. So same question, uh, but for Margot from Legally Blonde, what role or what job do you think she would have in the parks? <sighs> um okay margo from legally blonde um i think she would i think she would sell pretzels okay because she really likes pretzels a lot she loves a soft pretzel that is so weird and random i know i know it's perfect it's so good We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> Emily, here comes everyone's favorite. This is Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to ask you some questions, and after I ask the first one, you'll have 30 seconds to answer as many as possible. Okay. Are you ready? Oh my God, I'm nervous, but yes, I'm ready. Yes, we're going to breathe in, and breathe out. <sighs> there we go. Fast pass answers. Annalie, what is your favorite Disney movie? Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, Peter Pan. Favorite snack in the parks? I can't eat them anymore because I have celiac disease, but they were soft pretzels. Name a character from Snow White. Um, sleepy. True or false, you have a Tony Award? True. Favorite Disney character? Aurora. Time. That was very exciting. So we really <laughs> like Aurora and Sleeping Beauty. I, she's my child. Well, you know what, really, who I really love? Even more than Aurora, she's my very... Uh, for some reason, Sleeping Beauty was my favorite when I was a little girl. I think as an adult now, actually, like Wally, in and out Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3, I think, is my favorite movie oh my of gosh. all the Disney movies. Um, but Ugh, It's so sad. And, oh, my God. It's so it's beautifully crafted as a film. When they hold hands, oh, when they're holding hands and they're in the front, it's like... Mm -mm. We listen to the whole soundtrack a lot, including the orchestrations, you know, like we listen to the whole soundtrack. Um, and it's just so beautifully crafted. It, and for real, it's one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. It's like Goodfellas, Toy Story 3, and Two Wong Fu, <laughs> Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, top 10? Those are in my top 10. Um, but Sleeping Beauty, for some reason, when I was a little girl, I loved it so much. And I think it's because. Meriwether, the third uh, fairy of the good fairies, who she saves her blessing for last, and she's the one who helps break the curse. She um, and she's also she looked like my grandma. That's a lot like what my grandma looked like. And I would always be like, Grandma's like Meriwether. And she was so silly. And my grandma was so silly and funny. So we have a picture, a hand drawing of Meriwether in, uh, that we got in Disney World in Jack's room. And then Joe loves Peter Pan. It was the first play he ever did as a kid. And he it's his favorite. And Captain Hook was his favorite. And Jack loves Captain Hook. We did the pirate cruise. We spent extra money and did the pirate cruise. It was worth every penny. And he showed up as Captain Hook and had a mustache, the whole thing. And he had like an epic experience with Captain Hook. So we have a hand drawing of Captain Hook in his bedroom too. Those two. So I think Meriwether's maybe my favorite character. And of course, Mickey. Yeah. Does that mean, though, that you prefer Sleeping Beauty in blue? Oh, I love her in purple, which means I love when she gets that splash thing happen, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like a mess for a second. Yeah. Um, the, the most you know diplomatic that, answer, too. Oh, yeah. The best. So I, I love both. I like. I love when it's a mess. And there was a time where they, they probably do, but they sold a version when I was a little girl and we couldn't afford it. So maybe I'll have it as an adult. There was a version of the costume for Aurora that they sold at the Disney store and you could pull back the tool and so it kind of looked purple. So you could pull it back and it was pink and then you could put the blue over it, but it kind of looked purple. And I was like, oh, I like it purple anyways. Oh. 
put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. It is time for trivia. Here we go. Annalee, located at both Disneyland, which was unveiled in 1993, and Walt Disney World, unveiled in 1995, the statue of Walt and Mickey is a beautiful image located at the end of Main Street. Designed by Blaine Gibson, this statue can also be seen at Tokyo Disney, Disneyland Paris, as well as at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. What is the statue called? I don't know. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Is it, it has to be something about magic or dreams, I hope. I don't know the answer to this. And there was a part of me that was like, you're a bad Disney person because I don't know. You're not. But I, I'm, not, I'm open to learning. What's it called? Well, what, I mean, what, do you, what would you name it? Uh, walking into the future. Well, wait. What would I call it? I'd call it like uh, the land of dreams. I don't know. Oh, I love that. It's actually called Partners. Partners. It's the Partners statue. Oh, I love that. That's cool. That's gorgeous. And this is what crazy. I I just learned this. They the plaques that are on the statues are slightly different between land and world. At Disneyland, the plaque says, I think most of all, what I want Disneyland to be is a happy place where parents and children can have fun together. And at Disney World, it's slightly different. It's we believe in our idea, a family park where parents and children could have fun together. But I love that earlier on you talked about your grandmother that's 82 and your kid that's two can have a good time together. You are so on brand with this partner statue, Annalie. Oh, I believe in that so much. And I believe that that's a way to look at every vacation that you go on with your family. Like, how can we make this enjoyable for every person? And there, that's what's so that's what the, that that's the gift about the Disney parks. Um, Joe always says, like, I can't wait to let our freak flags fly. Like we can be ourselves in every way when we get into the park and we look hilarious and we wear full out outfits and I have like lots of spirit tees that I save my money up for. And um, like I order my ears ahead of time. Like it's a whole thing. And part of that is we are part of what makes us special, I think, as performers um, is that we are connected to our child-like spirit. We have to be to be creative. Yeah. And to be a storyteller, you have to have a connection with your your childlike spirit. So we're, we're more used to being in that headspace, but it's really exciting to watch all these people around us who don't get to connect to that childlike spirit as often to um, just let go and relax and and be in a place where thoughtfulness and kindness matters. That's one of the special things that I love about Disney World is the cast members. There's not, there's the customer service in the Disney parks is better is there than it is anywhere else in the world. And part of it is just the mentality of kindness and loving. And, you know, when you go to guest services, we always try to say, Hey, are you having a magical day back? We always ask because I think it's important to do that. And I always think we have such a great experience and it makes our, you know, of course there's going to be things that go wrong and you need help with. And, um, this just, the world. And I always, I always say when we go to guest services, it's just such a magical experience. And that comes from the top down and it comes from sort of that, um, you know, that statement, that mission statement. One time we walked, we were staying at one of the hotels in Disney world and we walked by, um, they accidentally had a curtain open. That was a training room for cast members at that hotel. And they had some of like the, they had an outline of their mission statement for 
for treating guests. And it was so beautiful and it was all based around kindness. Um, it's also like a, a place where, you know, we've been quite a bit to Disney World, I'd say at least twice a year, the two of us as a couple. And then I had Jack in 2016. So we all know, like, our, no matter what side of the political spectrum you are on, things got more divided in 2016, no matter who you are, you know, voting for or whatever. But it was always just a place that we could go where that wasn't part of the conversation. You know, it was like such a nice place to be free of that uh, topic, that chatter, that energy. Um, and unfortunately, it's, you know, it's overwhelmed us in the world, but not, but not in Disney World. So that's been a treat. In the Tony-winning musical Kinky Boots, you originated the role of Lauren and brought to life the song The History of Wrong Guys. And as this podcast combines Broadway and the Disney parks, we're going to play The History of Wrong Guys Disney Edition. I'm going to share some clues and I need you to tell me which wrong guy I'm talking about. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, yeah, this is funny. Okay, here we go. So The History of Wrong Guys Disney Edition number one. This wrong guy hails from France, and though every last inch of him's covered yes, in hair, no. he is incredibly self-centered and doesn't care about anyone but himself. It's yeah. you said it. It's Gaston. I know. I'm sorry, so I, I forgot that we weren't like we didn't have a timer. Oh, you know I'm what? Sorry. What gave it away? France or the hairiness? Oh, France, baby. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it could have been something in Ratatouille, but. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well done. You are one for one. I'm really proud of you. Okay, number two. This wrong guy is a big old cat. And not only does he kill his brother for power, he tries to kill his nephew too to hold on to the throne. Scar. It is Scar. Very good. Thank you. This next wrong guy is a real devil. Whenever he gets mad, his hair ignites on fire and he's obsessed with the planets aligning. Hades. Yes. Hades is great. We love Hades. We've been watching Hercules a lot lately. Jack's really into it. And I'm like, Lilius White is in my bedroom. Well, the first episode was um, Susan Egan for this. And I was just like fangirling the entire time. I was like, oh my God, you sound just like Meg. <laughs> and then you let Italy do a triple pirouette. <laughs> Can you believe that? It was mind blowing. I love her too. Okay. Our fourth wrong guy, much like the queen in Snow White, is able to transform himself into a hunched over old person and is the only Disney villain to say the terrifying word, Abubu. Oh, Jafar. It is Jafar. Like, what is up with like that transformation? He's this like sultan-like person and then... I know because you don't think he has that much power, but he does it with potions because he's a like he's a sorcerer. Remember what is what do they always call him? And I guess, yes, yeah. he, they. That's why Aladdin's like the genie will always have more power than you because he says, "Make me the most powerful sorcerer." Right? Yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh! You can you tell I watch a lot of Disney movies? It's, it's, I love it. It's enjoyable though. I'm okay with that. Number five, this bat-like demon creature is the absolute wrong guy because he's terrified me since the 80s and makes me close my eyes during Phantasmic. He was seen in Fantasia with the music of Night on Bald Mountain. Ooh, you maybe, you maybe got me. Bat-like creature in Fantasia. 
It's like the only movie that I don't know that well. And he's in Fantasmic. He does make an appearance in Fantasmic. And he's also terrifying. I actually don't know who it is. I know I can see it, but I don't know the name. Okay, don't see it. I need that visual out of your mind because it's scary. It is his scary. Name is, his name is Chernabog, and we're going to move on. Wow, that was a good one. That was like a that was a um, that was like a five million dollar answer one, you know, like high level. But that is, you know, it's that part two of Fantasmic where you're like, oh, are you okay, Jack? You scared. Number six, this wrong guy made us all collectively gasp in the movie theater when we learned what a bad guy he truly was. It was made even more shocking by the fact that he was voiced by the very kind Tony Award winner, Santino Fantana. Oh, um, uh, Hans. It is Hans. Yeah, definitely Hans. Santino. What a great gig. Totally deserves it, too. Magic. You know who else gave the voice in that movie? Who? Well, Jonathan. You. Oh, yeah, me. It was you. We're on the same movie. We were singing today in the car when I, with Jack this morning. Uh, Show yourself. I'm like, oh, I love Adina. I could just listen to Adina sing all day. This seventh wrong guy is a little monster. He lives next door to Andy and finds pleasure in blowing up innocent, kind toys who are smarter than him. Sid. Yes, it's Sid. Okay, we've got three more. Here we go. This wrong guy continually tries to murder a boy who will never grow up, attempts to drown a young woman, and routinely kills his employees. Captain Hook, man, but he's very funny. I know, he's very funny. He wears great coats, but yes, not a great guy. And absolutely a homosexual in the most in the most magical best way. Like, hello. Oh my gosh, of course. I love him. Number nine. The jungle creature that is Tarzan mistakenly thinks that this wrong guy's name is the sound of a gunshot. Oh, you know, I don't know this guy's name. This is going to be one I don't know too, but we watched Tarzan. I don't know his name. He he actually suffers a terrible death as well. His name is Clayton. Yes. Oh, okay. That was a, that was a tricky one too. Tough one. Clayton. Okay. And final History of Wrong Guys, Disney edition. This one is a Tim Burton creation. He's a bag of insects, is voiced by Broadway legend Ken Page, and at Disneyland replaces the hitchhiking ghosts on the Haunted Mansion during the Halloween and Christmas seasons. Is it the Boogeyman? It's Oogie Boogie. He's the Oogie Boogeyman. It's yes. Oh, it's fabulous. Yes. You did so well. Congratulations. How did I do compared to other people? I mean, I know they have different categories, but I feel like now my You did. You were perfect. You were great. I want you to sleep very well tonight knowing you did a great job. I'm really good about that. That Oogie Boogie song. um, I used to um, babysit these people and they had like a Disney like compilation CD and I used to play it when the kids would go to bed and I would dance to that and create choreography to it because it was sort of sexy <laughs> and I would like <laughs> I would make sexy dances to it I love that song now let's hear from some of you huh We put it on social media. Your fans are very excited to ask you about Disney. Let's kick it off. Fernando wants to know, what is your favorite Walt Disney World food? 
My favorite Walt Disney World food is, oh, God, I'm so, oh, Dole Whip. Hands down, Dole Whip, Dole Whip, Dole, Dole Whip. Whip. Dole Whip, Dole Whip. And not the float. Not the float. I like it just. Uh, you do have to clarify, yeah. But sometimes I get the, sometimes I get the float just to have it. Jeff asks, which Broadway show that you've done could be turned into a Disney attraction? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, some of them would be very odd, but you know what? Sunday in the Park with George would be a really beautiful Disney attraction because that is a brilliant you, answer. Yes, you could go through the painting. Yes, the second half of the ride would be a little confusing. Yeah, you know, but you'd get an 80s light show, so who cares? Yes, you would. Yeah, totally. Nadia asks, last year, Theater Mania Dreamcast you in a Hocus Pocus remake as Sarah, alongside Patti Lapone and Anne Harada. Is there a Disney character, either animated or live action, that you'd love to recreate? And my question is, why is it Sarah Sanderson? <laughs> uh, first of all, that casting, I was like, did somebody, are we doing this? And nobody told me. Because <laughs> that would be the best, it would be the best thing that ever happened. Even if we just did a concert performance of it, literally when that, when I saw that, I was like, whoever put this together, I feel like, can I, I, I didn't brilliant. pay them. I didn't pay them for this. This is the best thing that ever happened. Um, there are times that um, I imagine certain movies that haven't been made into musicals. Like I always try to figure out how I could do Moana on stage or figure out how I could make uh, the princess and the frog on stage. Cause I like those scores. I think the scores are so beautiful and they always, and also tangled. What about that guys? Um, but in terms of characters, I feel like uh, I would like to play um I kind of want to play Mother Gothel, but make because she's sort of weird. Mama knows this. Listen to your mama. <laughs> You're gonna have to fight Leslie Margarita for that. Did she say that too? Yes, everyone. Oh, she did. Okay, well, she can play it, and I'll direct it. I'll direct okay, it. Okay, perfect. And I'll adapt it for the stage. So, like, I, I we can double the- cast. We'll double yeah, cast it. It'll be great. But also, she'd be so great. I actually would rather see her do it than me. I don't know who I want to be. I think I want to be maybe, um, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm, can I? I mean, be- Sarah Sanderson, you can let me know. You can, and we'll put it on the Instagram page. Actually, Sarah, Sander- Sarah Sanderson is, uh, Sarah Sanderson is, I think, the dream. It's going to be great. Yeah. Crazy for Stitch asks, if you could be miscast as any Disney character, who would you be? Gaston. Okay. <laughs> you know well, why? Because Hugh Jackman played him. And he always ends up being very delightful. I know he's a bad guy, but, you know, I, I think he's he's a killer part. Killer part. Killer part. Literally. Our, <laughs> our last question. Alana asks, do you have a favorite pair of mouse ears? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I just got them. We have a friend who um, is working at Disney World and has gone gone obviously since they've opened and I saw on the Disney food blog uh and on Instagram that they had the ears that were Mickey hands so I so I got those and they're in second place favorite right now but my very favorite is my rhinestone studded pair of uh ears um by the blondes uh, my favorite designers, favorite designers made my favorite ears. They're like the best thing I think I own. Like not just like own of Disney stuff. I think I own in my life. <laughs> Your most pri- prized possession. I'm not kidding you. Like they're 
they go in a special box and they are in a prized place. I prefer them to my fanciest shoes. Like seriously, they're the best thing I own. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. So Annalie, this is Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options. Let me know which one you prefer. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, The Jungle Cruise, or It's a Small World? It's a Small World. Mary Blair. She's full circle. Love Mary Blair. And also, um, it's just, it's pure magic. I mean, The Jungle Cruise is too, but I could go on It's a Small World like multiple times a day. It's also a lot easier to get on too. The Jungle Cruise is like a really long line. I find in Disneyland, it's the opposite. Really? Oh my gosh. It depends on the ho- like the holiday version though. It's like. The restaurant across the street from the Jungle Cruise is also delicious and has some incredible gluten-free options. Like as a person with celiac disease, the last time we ate there, I think I had gluten-free calamari and gluten-free little like bread things that had cheese. And it was an amazing gluten-free meal and they have gluten-free fried chicken. So I'm just saying it's an incredible per- meal for celiac people or just, you know, people who don't eat gluten. Yeah. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Tomorrowland or Galaxy's Edge? Uh, Tomorrowland because, mm, I'm taking that back, Galaxy's Edge because that new Rise of the Resistance Rise is the best ride I've ever been on in my whole life in tie with um, Flights of Passage in Pandora. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Hercules or Mulan? And we're talking the movie, not the characters. Okay, I have to just add one more thing onto my last answer. But as a land, the only reason I said that is because of that ride. But as a land, I prefer Tomorrowland over uh, Galaxy's Edge. Sure. Okay. I hear that. Um, I hear that. uh, Okay. Hercules or what? Hercules or Mulan. And we're talking the movie, not the character. Hercules uh, because of the score. Yes. I mean, Mulan is a great score too, but. Her, I mean, come on, that score of Hercules I mean, cannot be beat. It can't be beat. So amazing. Um, yes, yes, yes. Last Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Oh My God, You Guys, or Raise You Up, Just Be? Raise You Up, Just Be, because it has the message of the century. Okay. Yep. <laughs> The next time you go to a Disney park, what's the first thing you want to do? Oh, I want to take a picture in front of the castle with my family and Dole Whip. Yes, like the Dole Whip's in the photo with you. Absolutely. Yes. Great. Well, Annalie, thank you so much for joining. This was such a delight. I love hearing all of your travel tips and your love of Disney World and all of that. So thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And um, yeah, I just, uh, just to give some love to everybody out there, I suggest that the next time you go to Disney World, just dive in full force and bring somebody who wouldn't normally go because you can spark some joy in them that they didn't even know they needed. That's beautiful. Well, thank you again, Annalie, and we'll see you at the parks. Yeah, I can't wait to go with you. Let's have a fun magic day.
76 trombones led the big parade with 110 cornets close at hand. Oh, I love parades. Oh, sorry. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.